Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's 5-Minute Friday. The topic for today is emo diversity, which is a real term. It's a term that is really uh, speaking to something called emotional diversity. And that is a concept in clinical psychology that says all emotions are valid and all emotions have a seat at the table. Um, And so as I think about my work as a conscious living and leadership coach, one of the core things I do is uh, help people understand the message of their emotions And more importantly, how to work with, process, and sort of um, uh, express their emotions in a safe and productive manner. And uh, when I think a lot about growing up, I I didn't have a class on emotions. I don't know if you did growing up, but I certainly did not. I suppose we learned it through characters and, you know, in fiction and in um, our classes and maybe through storytelling. But we really didn't get a, a class where we understood literally what emotions mean and how to process them. And I was out to dinner the other night with a friend and this friend asked me, you know, if you were going to add one course to um, academia from a young age, what would it be? And um, I thought about it for a couple of minutes and I thought about food and nutrition, how important it is to, to use your hands and to get into nature and make food. And I think that would be a close second. But the first might be uh, emotional literacy and how to work with all the emotions. And I have to say sort of begrudgingly that for maybe the first like 25 years of my life, I, I didn't really recognize that there were a diversity of emotions. Again, I wasn't taught that, but I was really quick to be kind of positive Pam. I was really quick to kind of squelch the negative Nancy in the room and work to find a solution because I didn't have the tools and the resources to sit with hard feelings and to sit with, um, you know, anxiety and fear and sadness and even dread, which is a particularly tough one. And so as I'm more and more in the space of helping leaders and humans um, not only live more consciously, but live in alignment with what they say they want, a lot of the root issues that um, we need to address are around illiteracy of um, not only the body, but of emotions. And so one of the people who I love so much is Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor is a neuroanatomist and she's written two books. Her first book was called The Stroke of Insight. And the second book is Whole Brain Living. And so Jill, as a neuroanatomist, actually had a stroke. And she writes about this and talks about this in her TED Talk. And during her stroke, she was able to see that her left brain slowly, hour after hour, shut down. She lost all capacity to use her left brain, which was very much uh, logical, rational thinking. It also held the data for like language. And so she lost that part of her brain. And she also lost a lot of the drama she lost a lot of the ego. And in doing that, she tapped into the right side of the brain fully. And for a couple of years, she lived only within the confines of the right brain. And what she found there was uh, sort of emo diversity. She found the breadth and depth of all emotions, but more importantly, she was sitting in a place of love, of radical love, because, you know, she didn't have her left brain to chime in and to, to be right and to be wrong and to think out of, um, you know, scarcity or not enough. She was really sitting in the state of euphoria. And she talks about this um, very openly in her TED Talk. And so there's a couple lines in one of her books, uh, Whole Brain Living, that I really love. She says at some point in her book, in the first chapter, she says, our emotions, even the negative ones, truly enrich our perception of experience and make life nuanced and more remarkable. 
She goes on to say, life without emotions is a flat place to live. And so she actually chose to come back online and retrain her left brain through years and years of sort of grueling physical and brain therapy to get her whole brain back online. And she did this within with really one intention. She wanted to show the world that if we could really understand, if we could really shut down our ego, we would see that that love and that the well-being of humanity is really like the only thing that kind of matters after all the chatter goes away. And so I love her story because she's one of the very few people who have effectively been, maybe by accident in this case, someone enlightened. And she didn't have negative chatter, negative self-talk, and she didn't have the ego and she didn't have money to worry about. She also didn't have language, but she also knew that that was a flat place to live. And so a lot of her work is on, um, you know, bringing people to the space of understanding of embracing whole brain living. And I think about the work of another mentor of mine, Dr. Joan Rosenberg, who wrote the book, 90 Seconds to a Life You Love. And in that book, she goes really deeply into what our emotions mean and how we can work with them. And the goal of Dr. Joan Rosenberg's work is very similar to mine, is to get clients to a place of emotional confidence that they can sit with and identify all the emotions that come up and just allow them to be there and process them the right way. So I think this is top of mind for me because the more and more in tune I get with whatever's coming up for me in my emotional landscape, the better I get at sitting with it, allowing it a seat at the table and processing it in a way that works for me. And the reason we want to do this is because Dr. Joan Rosenberg talks about this quite often. And so do many psychologists and many um, neuroanatomists is that emotions only last 90 seconds at maximum. So that means from the point of trigger of an event, you have a physical reaction and an emotional reaction. And that emotional reaction from a neurochemical perspective will only last at matter a couple seconds at maximum 90 seconds. Now, if it lasts, if the emotional cascade lasts after 90 seconds, it's because we're ha we have a narrative that is keeping it going. And um, so that's why we have to really check our narratives and <laughs> make sure we're honest about the stories we tell ourselves. Um, check the first five minute Friday I did around your story that might help you. So again, emotions come up, they create a bodily sensation on the body. We get a chance to honor them, to allow them to be there, to get curious about them, to develop the literacy that they have a message to teach us. And I won't go into what each emotion means today in this five minute Friday, that will be next week. But I do want to help you understand that emotions are data and a life with just positive emotions, just the joy and the creativity um, and the happiness would be a flat life. And I want to sort of plant a seed the next time you're sad, the next time you're scared, the next time you're, you're really anxious about something, just ask yourself, what is it my body's really looking for right now? And that question alone is just, it, it's a remarkable interruption of the negative chatter line that could be happening in the background. It usually is filled with drama. So emotions come up and what is it I really need right now? What is it my body is trying to tell me right now? These are key questions. They're simple questions and they're portable. You can do them in the middle of a meeting. You can do them in the middle of traffic, but they're going to help interrupt that cascade of uh, negative chatter. And they're going to help you find a space to release them in the best way possible. So emo diversity, it's a whole topic. There's books written about it, but this is planting a seed to tell you that all emotions deserve a seat at the table. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't want to miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast. 
because our learning and unlearning never ends, and we don't have to do it alone. 